Welcome back to a new episode of the Women's Strength Society show. What up, what up, what up? What up? And today we are going to talk about why training heavy holds you back. Bum, 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 bum. Surprise, surprise. Yeah, we are always saying you need to train heavy, lift heavy weights. That's, um, that's important to yeah. get the toned look. We say also that we help women get strong, badass strong. Badass strong, yeah. Yeah, but today we are saying the opposite. So what's oh up with God. that? Oh Whoa, what's God. happening? So we have seen um, that load isn't everything, especially when the execution is um, not on point or not even like we always say like the, the, the technique doesn't have to be perfect or it will never be perfect because every time you increase the weight there will be some imperfectionism and b trying to be too perfect in training can also also hold you back Definitely. to to not add load um, and not progress yes but paying a lot of attention to the execution to really target the muscles we want to grow is crucial to then bring the effort to the training session. Yes. So maybe we have to define a bit more what we are talking about um, because obviously if you just want to get strong, then, then lifting heavier and heavier and heavier weight is something that you will have to do. There's no doubt about it. But when it comes to hypertrophy, um, as in growing muscles, then the, the goal of the training is not just to increase the weight and more so the weight increase that you are able to do is uh, a proof that your training and your recovery was effective. Mm -hmm. um, but in order, in order for it to be effective or for, uh, you know, for muscle growth, then we have to make sure that we first hit the muscle that we want to grow. And the problem that we see um, with our clients, but this is also something like one of the biggest mistakes I've, I've done probably yeah, I was, in my... I was just saying like, this is a big topic for me this year. Yeah, yeah, definitely. For like, especially for the building phase, um... This is something that, that needs to be on point. And so you, you have to understand that um, movement is, is something that we are not robots and we don't move like machines. And the body is always going to try to move uh, in the most efficient way. So try to save some, some energy where it can especially when you try to train close to failure because this is something that is very hard. Um, there is some, some risks. Your body um, wants to escape. Yeah, your body wants to escape that movement and um, then the, 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 the movement is going to change when you try to do this. Uh, your body are going to, is going to find different position so that you can um, save energy basically. And complete the task. And complete the task, and uh, it will lead to to a training stimulus that is maybe not as good for uh, the muscle that you actually want to grow. 
um, but it's still going to be very tiring for all of your system, for the tissues that are around the muscle, the muscle that you want to, to target. And um, this is what we... This is what we are saying when when we say like, hey, training heavy is actually um, holding you back. And I mean, when I when I started to train and when I got into weight training a couple of years back, it was definitely super important to me to get strong. Mm -hmm. And I think, I mean, getting stronger and looking better. These were like the two the two goals. First, the looking better. Then when I got into training, I was like, oh, this is fun. <laughs> then it was um, lifting heavier and hitting some PBs and working on my deadlift and squat and bench press was, was super important because it really showed that I was putting the work in. So you will not find anyone out there not not putting the work in of training regularly and progressing and then deadlifting 100 kilo. Mm -hmm. Not a woman of my, like, height. Stature, yeah. Um, so there needs to be some, some effort behind it to get there. So that's why training or lifting heavier and hitting those numbers were super important to me. It was, like, benchmark. Mm -hmm. uh, I've, I've made it. Um But now that building muscle is my main focus, uh, it definitely shifted. I shifted away from being able to or striving for big numbers in the gym. I'm striving for how can I better target the muscle yeah. and have a better feeling in the muscle. And especially the glutes were a big challenge for me this year. Yeah, yeah. Are you are you still trying to improve this? Is that something that you like in in the evolution of your training? Do you do you feel like you've done the work and then you don't have to think about it ever again, or is that something that you're constantly improving? How's the how's the journey been so far with the uh, building muscle and feeling the the muscle working? Yeah, yeah, it's never it's never ending, mm -hmm. um, but. Being on the journey and going through these um, trial and errors and trying out different exercises and focusing on that really helps me to understand my body better. Mm -hmm. That was really this year also, as I'm having a coach who's giving me a lot of room to try things out. Um, I'm not training with like a fixed method or something, um, but it's really like, hey, how can we find an exercise, exercises that help you to target the the muscle um what needs to what do we need to to do to help you grow where you want to grow that really helps me but it's still figuring out what it is and yeah. how can i make it even better and then like increasing then it's finding the finding the exercise and on, on the other side it's also finding the right load to have this like sweet spot sweet spot where I can um, have a good connection to the tissue I want to work and creating tension there, but then also having enough load to yeah. have a stimulus and don't have to do like 50 reps. Yeah. So so what's um, what's been helpful so far for you to, to increase that connection or to make sure that 
um, the the movement or the exercise the exercise you are choosing is the right one and then how you execute it is also allowing you to target the the actual muscle that you want to target Mm -hmm. two things the first one is understanding the movement better Um, What, what do you mean by that yeah, when it comes to glutes, um, the hip hinge movement and moving the hip um, horizontally in space and having that in mind when I'm doing a squat or when I'm doing a reverse lunge. Mm-hmm. So it's not about going up and down. I mean, you're going up and down in space with your with your body so that you can like step back and go down, but then thinking more of... I'm stepping back to bring my hips back in space. And then if I'm coming back up out of this bottom position, it's like moving my hips forward forward and not that much like standing up. Mm -hmm. Um, So definitely understanding movement better. Mm -hmm. That has helped. And the second thing was decreasing load. Mm -hmm. So Um, that you can actually focus on... on while you are performing the movement, like on on feeling if what you're doing is right or not. Yeah, and being able to do this movement, as I said, like having this horizontal mm-hmm. um, hip movement yeah. back and forth. I wasn't able to control that that much with a lot of weight, mm-hmm. even though I was able, for example, my reverse lunge, safety bar re- reverse lunge, I was able to almost move my body weight for 10 reps on this exercise. Mm-hmm. But I, I like I moved somehow the weight from point A to point yeah. B. And I have also like strong legs. Like my quad is also pretty strong. Um, you have a strong back. A strong back, which, yeah. which definitely helps me to get out of this bottom position because I don't want to fail <laughs> lying on the floor. Yeah. Um, but I, I dropped, I dropped 15 kilo on that exercise to start with Yeah. and to focus on, okay, this is a weight where I can have a very, very good feeling. Mm-hmm. And then I, then I thought, okay, I will take this weight. This is like my starting point. I have a good feeling. Now I need to work up from there mm-hmm. and try to maintain that feeling or and increase the reps I'm doing if I cannot increase the, the load. Yeah. Um, and that has helped me a lot. I mean, I've increased now 10 kilo again on the exercise. So it was going pretty fast then. Yeah. Um, it yeah. was the same. It was the same at the beginning with your RDS. Mm-hmm. So you changed True. the movement pattern. Um, you also had to drop the weight and then after maybe a few weeks or two months, mm-hmm. then you were back up to where you started, but, but the movement looked totally different. Yeah. And like the, the principle of, of, um, progressive overloads still applies. So the, the, the goal is still to over time, um, see that you can increase the weight and, or the load, from week to week, uh, from month to month, but but it's not about chasing those numbers, because if you do this, like th- your body has a, a finite finite um, capability of adapting, 
And if we just keep pushing and keep pushing and keep pushing and keep pushing, at some point we are moving too fast or faster than what the body can adapt. But we are still going to be able to find ways to complete the task, like you were saying. So you came up somehow of a uh, reverse lunge, but what was working were, was not really your glutes. It was more like you had a shift of weight on one leg or maybe to the back so that you can work more with the rear leg. And then um, the, the quads and the back were working more than the actual muscle that you wanted to, to target there. So this is something um, that we need to be very aware of when we train to really make sure that that we are actually training the muscles we want to uh, to train and not just moving the weight from from A to B and this is something that um, I've heard a lot of people talked about as a skill and mm -hmm. in my mind it was a bit of a question mark what is what is meant with the skill of bodybuilding or the skill of moving weight blah 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 And it's really developing the ability to, um, to target muscle, to create tension in one specific muscle and not somewhere else. And then uh, that's the first step. And then the second step is to increase the intensity so that you are indeed um, training close to failure. And once both of those are in place, then you actually see pretty quick result or mm -hmm. you can see a good increase in weight um, especially at the beginning and um, I don't know so in my experience I had a lot more um, muscle soreness mm -hmm. um, when I did Definitely. that when I really took the time for me it was a bench press I tend to be very fast off the chest and work a lot with my triceps So I had to really slow down the movement, especially at the bottom um, coming out of the hole. Mm -hmm. And um, it was super difficult to do because I also had to um, to drop a bit the, the weight. But then I started to feel my pec a lot more when I was when I was doing this. And I had a lot more um, soreness the, the, the day after um, in my in my chest. So yeah, I had the same with my glutes. Yeah. Was really The next day I was like, ah, oh, this is how it feels <laughs> to be sore in the glutes. Yeah, yeah. Because before that it was really hard. I was like, I'm not chasing soreness, mm -hmm. but um, never being sore in the places I want to grow would also be a bit strange. Yeah, so absolutely. I was happy that I was feeling like, okay, there has to... Has been some tissue being something ripped happened. apart. Yeah, something happened. Ripped apart. And I mean, at the beginning, it's strange to to drop the weight because we always try to... To push the weight up. To push the weight up yeah. because for, for us it means progress. I mean, you are you're trying to move more weight because then you think, hey, I've built more muscle. But in the end, it should be, as you said at the beginning, the other way around. You should build muscle and therefore be able to increase um, the load yeah. on the exercise, targeting the, the right muscle. Um, because I could have added just weight on my reverse lunge or my RDL and work up my RDL to 100 kilo, but I wouldn't have the same control and the same 
feeling and I wouldn't target my glutes as I'm as yeah, I'm currently doing mm-hmm. and as I'm currently developing the skill of really being very specific and targeting the muscle. Yeah. And I don't think this is something that um that needs to be done only at the beginning. So for me, it's like a lifelong Mm -hmm. process because um, one, you are going to be able, like doing this, you are going to be able to move more weights over time and then the the levers are going to to change like the 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 forces going through your body if you do an 80 kilo rdl or 120 kilo rdl um is going to be is going to be different and you will have to learn like how to move um that weight how to create that tension with that weight and you are going to need to spend some time um developing that skill again that's one thing and then as um as you become stronger in certain places then uh, you're also going to be able to move differently or your body is going to want to move differently to find like different um compensation patterns Mm -hmm. To save energy is the same as before, um, but now you're yeah you have like a different strength profile. So this is uh, something that I think I think it's um, it's quite wise if you want to train for a long time to just embrace it and and really make it a point. Like at every session, um, really pay attention to yeah developing the the, the movement and. Being very accurate, I think that's the word here. Being accurate with the movements that you are hitting the the target muscle. Yeah, and I think it also takes away a lot of tension from other body parts that shouldn't shouldn't do a lot of work. I mean, I also have the 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 issue with my my traps. So my upper traps, I'm I always have something from with my with my neck. There's always yeah. something coming up every once in a while so then focusing on my the execution on my lat pull down dropping the weight and not just thinking of hey how can I pull this weight down but um, how can I actually make my back do the work and not my trap or mm-hmm. whatever not your neck yeah not my neck the same for lateral raises I was um Trying out a new, you recommended it actually to me, a new exercise for my for my delts. It was because I always had the tension in my traps when I'm doing lateral raises. Oftentimes I was not really, I hadn't a good feeling in my in my delts. So I was doing the side-lying incline mm. lateral raises. Yeah. And on my dumbbell lateral raises standing, I'm able to move my seven, eight kilo, I don't know, haven't done them in a while, but then I did this um, single arm <laughs> side lying yeah. incline bench uh, dumbbell variation. Just uh, quickly, can you describe like the position you're in when you when okay. you do this? So you have a, a thirty degree incline bench, and I'm lying on the side on the bench. Yeah. My knees are up mm-hmm. because the. Uh, Bottom part is also in an incline, so that I have a good stability in mm-hmm. my in my whole body. Um, let's say I'm lying on my left side, so I will have my left arm up on my head against my head, so mm-hmm. that I can have a stable head a bit. I'm pushing a, a bit against it, um, and then actually it's just a lateral raise with your right arm with, with the my upper arm. with my upper arm with the right arm when i'm lying on the left side and i thought 
hey, maybe I can use similar weights. <laughs> but then I dropped to like one and a half kilo or something, which is like I haven't even used the, the dumbbell. I was just using one plate. Yeah. It felt funny because, you know, it felt like five years back when I started to train, but it was such a great feeling in my delts. And for the first time, my neck was completely relaxed mm -hmm. and I was able to create so much tension in my, um, in my delts that I was able to, yeah, really isolate the muscle and then work until failure yeah. without anything else Interfering. going on in my yeah. body. It was not my trap that were holding me back to push until failure. Yeah. Um, and I was doing that with 1.5 kilo. I mean, I did 20 reps, so I lowered the weight. I had a good feeling. And then I was like, okay, how many reps do I need to do to get close to failure? It was um, 20 or 18 or something like that. And in the second set, it was only 12. <laughs> yeah, in the second set, it was only 12. It was yeah. a very crampy feeling in, mm -hmm. the, in, the, in the delts. It was crazy. I've never, I've never experienced yeah. that, doing a lateral race standing with dumbbells. Yeah, and uh, and the thing is, so what what happened there was that um, you the the muscle that you were targeting um, became the limiting factor for mm -hmm. your movement because at some point the when you train a muscle, then the the goal is to exhaust the muscle to fatigue it, and when it's so fatigued that it cannot work anymore then the, the the set is finished mm. and um like in a lot of cases we just compensate and move some some yeah with a different movement pattern so that we can keep moving but the the movement the muscle that we target is actually not what's limiting um the movement yeah. and um when you when you switch to that technique then the the muscle became the target muscle became the limiting factor in the movement and it was super apparent because it was super obvious because um in the second set you had such a drop off it just showed that before that um the muscle never really <laughs> worked and was um pretty much deconditioned yeah it was very deconditioned yeah. it was crazy i was yeah. like i'm always training my shoulders It's not that I have never done lateral raises. No, no. They are like staple, staple, yeah. staple exercise for me to train my to train my shoulders. But I was just, yeah, moving the weight somehow from from point A to point B, and now I'm like, cool. This is how it feels like to really train my my delt. And again, I started with 1.5 kilo. I've already increased to 2.5. Mm -hmm. So. With the same reps, I'm now doing like four sets with 18 reps. Yeah. Which is a big, big increase over the past it's, weeks. Yeah, it's a big difference, yeah. It goes pretty fast. Mm -hmm. And I think this is the same I had with like the RDL and the reverse lunge. So it was worth to take the time to drop the weight back and then work up again from there mm -hmm. with a better feeling. And then it went pretty fast, similar to when you're just starting to train and you're learning a movement and then you're a beginner in training yeah. and then it goes pretty fast. Yeah, because then you have like, uh, it's like newbie gains. Yeah, newbie gains. <laughs> and a muscle that, that never really um, did the work yeah. when you perform it correctly yeah. or not correctly is maybe not, not the right word, but in a way that allow you to really um, 
hit the muscle that you want to to target. Yeah. And that's that's why we also sometimes ask our clients, like when we are doing our video feedbacks, like, hey, what what do you feel? Because sometimes it can look okayish on uh, on the videos, but. Um, People are doing funny things and they're feeling com something completely, yeah. completely different, different. working. Um, that's what I like to do. And then you can also see a lot, especially like when it's when it comes to lateral raises, when it comes to back work, seeing a lot this um, shrugging, shrugging shoulders, the trap taking over the work, and not really the the shoulders or the back muscles. Yeah. We are going to do a quick recap because it was quite a lot of things. But before we do that, if you are enjoying um, this discussion, this podcast, then please leave us a review, subscribe to the podcast. Don't hesitate to share it with uh, some friends that might enjoy that. And um, now let's dive into the, the quick recap of the different things you can do to make sure that you are indeed um, hitting the muscle you want to target and create like a better mind-muscle connection, if that's even a thing. And um, the first one, what's the first one for you? The first one for me was really dropping the weight. Mm -hmm. That was for me the first point. The second point, it's okay that I'm just continuing? Yeah, go okay. ahead. The first one was dropping the weight. The second one was slowing down the movement. Yeah. Because slowing down the movement, if you're already like on the edge with the current weight you have, it will not work that much. Yeah, yeah. It w will be maybe a bit like crampy to do that. So Yeah, I think like um, dropping the, the, the speed of the movement is super important and it's not something that is done enough or um, at least like for me personally, but it's also something that I see a lot with clients and it's super important because... It's going to completely change the way uh, the body produces forces and it's going to give you more time to reflect on what's happening and, and just like the developing the awareness of what's happening within your body. And uh, when I go back to my example of the bench press, I was just moving too fast off my chest. I was too explosive and I could not, I just did not have the time to feel if my chest was working or not. So really taking the time to feel that and to make sure that the muscle is actually contracting is going to be a big game changer. And obviously, if you want to be able to do this, then you have to, to drop the weight and or the number of reps that you are doing. But um, like if you want to grow muscle, then it's good to to perform a bit more more reps so um, dropping the weight is definitely a good uh, a good idea maybe tip number zero <laughs> should be um, trying to understand what exercise am I actually doing yeah which muscles should work mm -hmm. what do I actually want to target with that exercise yeah. what's happening what's happening with my body when I when I perform yeah, this like, exercise what's the movement yeah. what's the movement what's happening and That should be like the first, because then you can troubleshoot if you need to drop the weight. What's the feeling in the muscle? How can I control it better? Then dropping the speed, then dropping the um, the the speed or doing a pause in the hardest position of the lift and then getting out of that position, not explosively, but very controlled. Yeah. Because we can see also a lot of people like dropping, uh, bouncing. Mm-hmm. 
bouncing is bouncing. like you can bounce everywhere. Yeah, and bounce in a squat and a hack squat. Maybe not on a leg press, but you don't uh, you don't train a lot of muscle there. Yeah, <laughs> it's a lot of, of force that go go uh, into the tendon. Yeah, and Dead uh, connective zones. tissues, and it's it's also it's fine to an extent. Like they also need to have some to have um, some tension going through them to to keep them resilient and robust. Um, but if the goal is to actually grow muscle, then then you really want to make sure that you are actually hitting the muscle. And then once you've learned more about the movement, like you have a, a basic understanding of what's happening with your joints, with the, the positions of the body, what should be working, what should be uh, not working, and that you... Uh, experiment and experience it um, on the load then start to increase the intensity to come close to failure to train close to um to failure and um and then that would be like the first the very first steps and if you do this then you are going to be able to progress again um for quite a while before you need to do anything else and at the beginning, you don't even have to uh, to do a lot of volume because I know mm -hmm. that it's also an advice that is given. Like if you want to um, if you want to train a muscle that is a bit underdeveloped, then uh, do a lot of volume mm -hmm. is something that is advised quite quite a lot. But most of the time, when it's underdeveloped, it could be genetic, but it could also just be that you are not really hitting the muscle mm. that you want to um that you actually want to train and doing more volume of something that is not hitting the the muscle you want to to target is actually not super um yeah. Yeah, it doesn't make a lot of sense so when you've done all of those and you you can you can really see the progress at some point um then then increase the volume but only after a while when you really develop the skill of of hitting that um that muscle yeah and then the strength numbers will come with i mean when you're training effectively and you're hitting the right muscles and you are growing muscles then getting stronger and being able to increasing the numbers is um just uh how do you call that um consequence mm -hmm. of you being able to grow muscles. Yeah, absolutely. So see see that or may, maybe make the switch from, hey, I need to increase the weight, I need to increase the weight, it needs to be more load, more load, I want to get stronger. Two, I want to grow muscles, therefore I want to train them more effectively to hit them, to hit the right spot. Yeah. Um, and then the numbers will come. Absolutely. They will come. Um They will come if you also pay attention to your nutrition and to your recovery. For sure. Because the training is only like, uh, it's only there to, to ignite the, the muscle growth. And then you also have to recover and eat properly. And this is also something that we talk a lot about and different episodes of the podcast. So make sure to um, check, them out. check them out. And uh, that's all we have for today. Yeah. Good talk. Have a good one. See you soon. Bye-bye.